here's the thing. I'm not going back and talking about all the stuff we already talked about because so bad. All right. What did we talk about? We talked about the dolphin. Yes. The woman who had hand sex with dolphins. Play the clip. Play the clip. Uh, She thought it found it sensuous. Yes. And uh, does it count as. Uh, I'm trying not to get bummed out that we just we just did 30 minutes without recording. Let's just do a quick recap. Wabu <laughs> subscribers, they can have that first half that doesn't have proper audio. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes. That's a good idea. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, We're I not going to go back and redo, but we do this little... So we talked about the woman okay. who has hand sex with dolphins. You jerk some hand sex. Yes. We talked about them. One. It was one in particular. What was his name? Eddie? Pe- no, Peter. Peter. That's and right. Sissy and Prissy. Something else was affecting her work with Peter. They have sexual urges i'm sure peter had plenty of thoughts along those lines peter liked to be with me he would rub himself on my knee or my foot or my hand or whatever and i and i allowed that i didn't i wasn't uncomfortable with that as long as it wasn't too rough peter had caused margaret some minor injuries on her legs and stuff of pushing like an obsessed Suitor. In the beginning, when he would get rambunctious and, and have this need, I would put him on the elevator and say, you go play with the girls for a day. But as Peter's urges grew more frequent, the process of transporting him down to the two female dolphins to satisfy him proved disruptive. Margaret felt the best way of focusing his mind back on the lessons was to relieve his desires herself manually. It was just easier to incorporate that and and let it happen. It was very uh, precious, it was very gentle. Uh, Peter was right there, he knew that I was right there. Again, it was sexual on his part, it was not sexual on mine, sensuous perhaps. We've just become part of what was going on, like an itch. Just get rid of that. We'll scratch it and we'll be done. Move on. And and that's really all it was. <laughs> I was there to get to know Peter. That was part of Peter. Let me see if it's really Sissy and Prissy, because if it is, that's... <laughs> we talked about Frank Sinatra's big dick. Yes. Play the clip. Got it. <laughs> Naked. Frank Sinatra was a fairly unexceptional specimen. Except. It is literally central, an integral part of the lore, beginning with the frequently disinhibited Ava Gardner's legendary comment, so good that she must have said it, or someone improved it along the way. There's only ten pounds of Frank, but there's a hundred and ten pounds of cock and continuing in later years with the graphic and admiring testimony of Sinatra's valet, George Jacobs, who revealed in his charming memoir that the thing was so big, Mr. S. had to have special underwear made to keep it in check. Macrophallus is the medical term, a peculiar condition ostensibly enviable. By some evidence, Sinatra was proud of his extraordinary endowment. He is even said to have called his penis Big Frankie, Unlike the little Frankie it hung from. And, um, I, you know, oh, and the fact, you know, I think it's it's interesting to add that Ava Gardner was uh, 
she kind of became disillusioned very early in their relationship. Like by their second, I don't know. I don't know when the exact, I haven't gotten to them because I'm reading this book. It's James Kaplan, Frank, the voice. That's where the clip came from. Duh. Uh, no, they, their relationship was short. By this, by their second wedding anniversary, they were already apart. Spending yeah. like that day apart, you know? Um, I think that they probably got back together a little bit and cause they kept like, they kept being on and off for a while. Yeah. And they were so public about it. That's what's so crazy. But she said that she didn't like how he fucked her. Apparently that he was too gentle, even despite his big dick. It's I like, don't you think got a big dick. What are you going to do with it? I feel like. Not that. I feel like that's not. I feel like she didn't mean that. And she, that was part of their game they did together. Yeah, it could be. Just like emasculating I don't think she said him. That, yeah, but I don't think she said that publicly. I think yeah, but that was, she was she telling people. Price. Yeah, but yeah. I bet that that's her game or like, you know, could be I'm I bet I just they were so like and I don't think she liked him as much as he liked her. Uh-huh. And um, he like hated that he couldn't control her. And he's like because, you know, he's like an Italian guy from Jersey who is like super traditional like that. Like, yeah, traditional, but like literally another thing that we said was that he was basically acting like a modern day gay man in an open relationship. And and with Nancy, she like was aware, but she kind of turned a blind eye for a really long time. And then Ava was just doing the same shit. Wait, no, I changed my mind. I changed my mind. I think that she did mean that. And I think that he probably didn't eat her right. And that's what she's talking about. Because a lot of times guys who have like really big dicks or like impressive dicks, like they know they're impressive and they don't do as much in bed, honestly. Mm-hmm. They right. like are like, well, you get this and they don't have to learn how to be good at anything else. Well, I think it's probably similar to the way that some guys who are good looking are socially incompetent. Just like there's like a lot of hot gay guys that are very it's trying to talk to them. <laughs> you know, I find sometimes, you know, did you a lot? Not have you, you just find the ones that are, you just find the best of the best. That's all there is. Have, did you watch Love on the Spectrum? The either Australia or the U.S.? No, just parts of it. But Ugh, The second season of U.S. Back. is... Oh, my God. I love it so much. Yeah, they added new it. people. There's this new guy named Connor who is incredible. Uh-huh. And this other guy named Tanner. Connor has these little dogs. I'll show you just this little clip of him. Dan Harmon actually posted this. Dan Harmon said about this. Every guy knows this moment, going from strained small talk to falling in love to realizing that she's out of your league in 40 seconds. Emily, are... Are there any movies and TV or TV shows you're, you're into? Like, what kind of genre are you into? Oh, yeah, so I'm a very action-adventure kind of person. Like, I, I like the Transformers movies. Oh, yes, I love those. I actually have a poster of the first Transformers movie in my bedroom. Oh, cool. You know, I actually um, collect <laughs> Transformers. One of them actually kind of became a collector's item after I brought it to um, Dragon Con. Really? Yeah. It's like, it was a Beast Hunters uh, shockwave. And the guy who voices shockwave was there, actually. And Yes, I know shockwave. The faces he's, that he makes are I know, he's really so, incredible. He, it's like you can read everything that's going on in his mind. I Con- That's Connor. Like, he's just so sweet. Yeah, it sounds great. I should I should catch up absolutely. 
Um, but you know, the Truman Capote show is going to come on. So I feel like now there's a lot going on. Yeah. I have, like, I don't have a lot like of... I said before. Yeah. Oh, I saw poor things finally. Oh yeah. What'd you think? Loved it. Yeah. Loved it. Loved it. It's probably it's so... my favorite of... of all the movies. Okay. That's fine with me. That I saw this year. It's, it's in my like top three or four. I laughed so much. I fucking loved her outfits. Like yeah. I wanted to wear those. And even though I know those puffy sleeves look so stupid, I would look so fucking stupid. It just looked so cool. I love the early score too, how it's constantly sliding in right. and out of tune and so wobbly and weird. It's really, really weird. It's um but did you remind you of You Won't Be Alone? Yes. You know? Because she was like she's not learning how to be a woman through like years and years of like uh, being conditioned yes yeah, she's learning so, it through her body yeah so she's just like learning it you know the without only- without any sort of like she's at like a level of intelligence where she's well there's an issue with the movie that it's a baby brain in a woman's body and she's okay. fucking all the time that is very weird you know that is weird and never ever commented on by the movie itself it's just like nope this is how she is i mean it there's a lot of fantasy though there is and it's like whatever do you also see but there but it's also kind of a play on that sort of trope of like you know that like sexy baby trope where it's like a really sexual woman who's not like i think a lot of like robot movies are like that like like cherry was that cherry 2000 or cherry 3000 you know that movie uh yeah like stepford wife kind of uh, sex doll like women yeah that was like a um I love that movie. It was a it was a very HBO kind yes, of movie, right? Yes, I used to watch it a lot. Yeah, from '87. You know, I don't know that I've ever. I remember it being on, but I don't oh know that God, I've ever seen it. Oh my God, I loved it. Um, that sounds good, Melanie Griffith. Yeah, and what's that other one? Ex Machina. Yes, and just there's a there's a bunch of them where it's like they don't really know, and so they're easily taken advantage of, like she is by that lawyer, but also she kind of likes it, so it's she's not really being taken advantage of. Yeah, but uh. Yeah, I really loved how she treated him. And he was so good in it. Is he nominated this year? Uh, Mark Ruffalo? Yeah, I think he is. He's great. Well, I think she's amazing. Yes. That's, that's the performance of the year to me. But I really liked all of the like um, comments on gender. Yeah. And sexuality and like, <laughs> and, you know, the embarrassment, like our societal embarrassment about like masturbation and just like sex in general. Yes, and, totally. Well, she's just so pragmatic about it. Yeah. She's like, well, I like to have sex and I need money. Why wouldn't I do this <laughs> work? You know, it's true. Did you see I'm reading IndieWire's report because it's easier. It, it reduces it in a way that makes it tangible right now. But it was of Variety's Directors on Directors series. Ari Aster and directed uh, Hereditary, mm-hmm. Bo is Afraid and uh, Midsommar. During Variety's Directors on Directors series, Aster told Poor Things director Yogos Lanthimos, uh, the world in Poor Things is also this invented fantasy land, Aster said, drawing a comparison to his own Bo is Afraid. I mean, they go to Lisbon, but I've been to Lisbon, and it doesn't look like a cheesecake factory. Yeah, it, actually, I thought... It really does look like a cheesecake No, it factory. looks like Vegas. Uh-huh. Yes, I, That's my totally. first thought. I was like, oh my God, this is like going to the Venetian. But like, I mean, the color scheme too. But yes, you're right. It's that just kind of ersatz like... and then, Very, like very ornate, but fake ornate yeah. brickwork. Yes. <laughs> I like that about it and you know yeah everything was cool to look at in the movie yeah it's a good one for sure I'm glad you liked it where'd you see it 
Nighthawk. I only go to the movies at Nighthawk. I or unless it's if it's a theater that has reclining seats. Uh-huh. I'm only doing how, reclining seats or serve me while right. I eat. <laughs> <laughs> how the seats are pretty spacious at Nighthawk, right? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like I I never go to Nighthawk. Actually, I go to Alamo. Um, mm. and those are very spacious. I just I like the food at Nighthawk better i think i'm not into alamo food actually yeah i mean like i'm into their popcorn whatever but to have a meal there i actually it's gone downhill yeah it's like it's everybody it's like chain restaurant food but not even good chain restaurant it's not it's no cheesecake factory post right it's no cheesecake factory i feel like it's just a bunch of fried food it is it is um at nighthawk it's nice like they have like sandwiches that come on pretzel bread and like really good queso Mm -hmm. and uh what else Oh, they used to have this chicken there that was breaded with Doritos. Okay. Full right. Ranch Doritos. It was so good. But they got rid of it. Because they change, uh-huh. like, they change the menu a lot. Uh-huh. Um, so it doesn't get stale. Went during eighth grade, that movie, when that was out, mm-hmm. they did a thing with all I seven sauces. That. It was like oh, wow. a bunch of different, you know how, like, they, at the end, they're eating seven different sauces, like, yeah. just on, like, a date with, yeah. a, like, a nerdy boy. Yes. Um. <laughs> they gave you chicken with seven different kinds of sauces and it's so good. Yeah. All the sauces were good. Yeah. I'd like to rewatch eighth grade. I really liked it when I saw it. Me too. Like it made me cry. Um, do you want to check in with Debbie Gibson? Yeah. It, yeah, no, I have been. I had, uh, you know, so have you been celebrating the 35th anniversary yes, of electric? Youth? Yes. <laughs> I, yes. <laughs> She's posted a lot about it. Did you see this? It's a big one. It's did 35. you see the, the <laughs> so, audition she posted? Uh, I don't know. Oh my god! Oh wait, no, I, I couldn't at the time. I just saw in the caption audition. I was like, audition? Yeah. It's an audition she filmed during COVID, I uh-huh. think. She she really loves getting out there and showing her stuff. She loves <laughs> to do that. <laughs> it's wild. Yes, here it is. Oh my god, this is so good. She said, I found this audition tape I did during the pandemic, and I recall making the bold choice to remove the wig I was wearing as a statement of the character coming to terms with her fake it till you make it days being over. She was surrendering to the fact that all of her dreams had been realized. This was the moment of the breakdown before the breakdown. I mean, this is such a long. Oh my god! Yeah, this is meaningful to her. It really I mean, is. There's how many? Three, four, five, maybe seven paragraphs about this. Yeah. Oh man. She, but okay, she, but it, she's talking about her own wig wearing. Her she's own a, wig wearing. Yeah. Did you see how many she, fucking she wigs? Are, a, oh yeah. She, she said as a wig wearer. <laughs> my real life take on this topic is this I practice utter and complete acceptance of myself who I am and where I am in the most objective real and raw way no smoke and mirrors I've worked really hard to not be a victim of other people's perceptions good or bad and to see things for what they are so that I may dig deeper and move in the direction of evolution but <laughs> once I face reality I then love to visualize where I'm headed and how I feel on the inside and spirit and intentionally create and project whatever I choose to each day. I often jokingly say to audiences, it's my hair. I bought it because in whatever journey you are on, you have the right to be who you want to be. So she's never like coming out and saying like, I'm a wig wearer, but th- that's what she's saying. Right. You got a wig between the lines. 
These are days my lines are showing on my forehead and I'm rocking the extra seven post-holiday pounds. She talks about being overweight all the time and she's so clearly not. Oh, so she's, is she struggling? Is she, is she, she talks, she just talks about all the time and she's always talking about her acceptance of it, but it's not her acceptance of it. She, she keeps excusing it. Okay. You know what I mean? She's like, first, first of all, like, I just don't think that a skinny girl saying I'm fat or I have extra holiday weight and she's so thin. I don't think that that is helping, Uh but I think she thinks it's helping. Oh, like I think she thinks she's being like transparent and real. Which I mean, I think in a way that she is, because to me, what that says is that she has just dysphoria, dysmorphic issues, you know? Yeah, but she doesn't recognize that. I think she is by, by talking about it, you know? I think it's I think it's a sign of like, you know, it could be a sign of a bigger issue, you know? Um You think that her presentation of No, I think that's all true. No, I think it's all true, but I just think that she, well, it comes down to this. She's not self-aware, which is actually why we like her. Yeah. So, I don't know what I'm complaining about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, speaking of this, did you watch this one? This one is just the beginning of this one because it's really long. It's so Valerie Jarrett. Hi everybody, backstage at the She Rocks Awards. Oh my gosh. Women's International Music Network at NAM, and I'm about to be honored and perform, and I want to take you live with me. And JT, are you going to go out front? To... Okay, we're going to do this. So JT's going to go out front and see you in a minute. How could she be more so directing her camera? <laughs> I'm at the She Rocks Awards. Oh, the She Rocks. <laughs> I was wondering who was getting a She Rock this year. What? <laughs> um, I think this is my favorite one. Who's ready to celebrate? <laughs> so who remembers this? So how well do you know this Electric Youth album? What's behind the feelings? You know you want to break the ties, but you use silence, you use lies. So come on, take me back into playing like two seconds of these songs and not not the you know chorus she's wearing she's wearing one of those like clips with fake hair you can like <laughs> see it now that i know she's a wig wearer also she put on i guess a blazer is it, it's not is it the blazer that she wore on the cover it absolutely is okay. that's why she has right. it she, you know, she saves all her stuff right and she had i guess I'm she's also wearing she that hasn't a, she doesn't have a hat right <laughs> i mean uh <laughs> maybe the hair counts as a hat <laughs> It's really piled, you know? It it's really is. Hat like. That's high. Who put it in that key? You see no light on the dark side of the sun. Her, her two albums. Wait till I tell my well, she had many more than two, but the first two, two. Her hits, first two. Yeah, the two hits. I mean, uh, I just thought she was so cool. Which, in retrospect, was like. I dressed like her. Yeah. For the longest time. And I had a black hat. No, I remember. And everyone in my family called me Boy George. She was like marketed at our age group in particular. Yeah. And she did kind of like, she was also marketed as a dance artist, kind of. But I think that um, Only in My Dreams is great. Just straightforwardly great. Well, There's no irony to Very my cool love because of that song. she's, because she was writing, she was composing all of those herself. She, yeah. I mean, I think, I believe she's still the youngest artist to write 
sing and produce or at least write and sing a number one single mm. call me crazy or what you will if salvation seems the way I love this song. I, used to I wish you'd play more than that totally it's this is manic this is a a, a fit of electric youth I never stop For the next 35 you don't years. Need the deep cut. And beyond. Oh, she was just going through the whole album. I feel like this was like our Valentine's episode. We talked about like a lot of dicks. Dolphin dicks, human dicks. Yeah, Frank Sinatra's dick. <laughs> I feel like this is going to have to be a short episode. We talked so much. You know? so how, what more? I have tons of stuff, though. All right, we can. Okay. <laughs> a few things. I saw Nikki Harris and Donna DeLore this week. They played Green Room 42, which is uh, at the Yotel. And uh, that's Madonna's what are, backup who singers. Who are you talking about? Nikki Harris and Donna DeLore were the backup singers. And, and what are they Dare doing? Singing still together. together? Yes. Okay. Um, oh, you went in live? You yes. went in person? Yes. Where yes. was it? Uh, it was at Green Room 42. Where's that? <laughs> at the Yotel in, in, uh, on 42nd Street and <laughs> 9th Avenue. <laughs> Um, our our listener Sean offered me a ticket. He had an extra ticket to it, so I. Hey, Sean, uh, I would have liked to have gone. Well, he only had two tickets. Okay. <laughs> so well, I mean, he likes you better. I, maybe <laughs> I don't know. No, it's just I mean I don't know. Well, I mean whatever. I probably wouldn't have wanted to go. It was it was great though. I would have wanted and to go. I was. <laughs> well, I don't know. Sean talks to me a lot. You know. We talk on Instagram. Yeah. Okay, well, I don't know. I, don't, I went for both of us. The only way that this can be made equal is if someone, one of our listeners, takes me to do something. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> like by the universe's balance, <laughs> made e- be made equal. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, okay. So <laughs> um, here's an example of what they were like. Uh, this, they opened with this Shaka Khan song. She looks great. I know you, I live you. Uh, it was very clear to hear Donna sing like why she was hired because she sounds so much like Madonna, Uh-oh. but like good, you know, like if Madonna like were like good, it would be like that voice. The tone is very like Madonna, mm. you know, and, and I thought Nikki really sounds amazing. And she was kind of like leading the band as well. So uh, it was really impressive Nikki's musicianship. I didn't realize the degree to which she was like a proper musician, I mm-hmm. guess. She really is. Uh, or I'd not say proper musician, but um, like excellent musician. Like she has a really good ear. Professional. Well, definitely I knew that. I wake up to the feeling each morning. I go to bed. I do it at night. I Her outfit looks fucking crazy. <laughs> it's leggings, sequins, leggings in a pattern. I feel you as if you were a part of me. I know you. I lived you. Ha! Like I feel the sun in the morning. Come on, sing along. Like I see the moon in the night. I think I know you more than you know yourself. I know
It's a little high. Um, but like, did over- they do holiday? No, they didn't do holiday. Did they do any Madonna songs? Yes, they did rain. Um, <laughs> open your heart. Mm. Um, and La Isla Bonita. I've been really liking La Isla Bonita lately. Okay. Yeah. It's been coming up on my on my Spotify uh, uh, commute or whatever. What is it called? Daily Drive. Okay, Daily Drive. I never saw that one. That's a good idea. Y'all want to do that rig with us? Come on. Go. I want to be where the sun goes the sky. When it's time for a siesta, you can watch them weather. Was it all gay guys in the audience? <laughs> yes, it was all it was all Madonna fans. Um, basically, they also sang this, which made me think of you. I'll leave you guys with this. We got one more after this, but I wanted you to know we gotta stay optimistic, cause shit going down, things are going down, things are looking crazy. Yes, and the first song that we heard that made us optimistic, we were little, and now it comes on every Thanksgiving and. Christmas too, right? Yeah. And they would say something like this. One, two, ready? They'd say. <gasps> you're put your oh. the light. Step into the sun, step into the light. And they'd say. Hold on to your faith, hold on to your heart, hold on to your hope. Walk up to the gate. And what you gotta do? Just bid it open. We just need to open the gate, y'all. We have seen what's behind the curtain. We know the bullshit that's behind the curtain, right? And bid it open. So bid your curtains open in your life, okay? And while you're doing that, stay optimistic. They say it like this. Okay, so uh, <laughs> in case you're you're new around here, that song is my favorite song from Wizard of Oz, and that used yeah. to be a question we would ask people, or it still is. We, yeah, when we, we, we haven't had, had a guest in a while, like a like year. A year yeah. yeah. Well, we've had a lot to talk about. I mean, they couldn't get a word in edgewise (laughs) if they give it a try, you know? Um, Well, this reminded me of us. This is what we are. We want y'all to know that we are. Two friends, a tale of two tried and true friends, running together like Bonnie and Clyde, Jekyll and Jekyll and Hyde. <laughs> they also, were one person. Bonnie and Clyde were lovers. Yeah. <laughs> well, how can you be lovers if you can't be friends? <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> I think that's an unanswerable question. <laughs> Existential. Caesar and Brutus, we were Caesar and Brutus, they had a horrible relationship. Brutus killed Caesar. Okay, listen to the next one. I've line. never heard of this song. Is this an original? <laughs> I don't think so. But in a million years, old amigo, what will matter? The high priests of science might gather the fossils of our bones. Yeah. What? <laughs> uh, Desiree? Yeah. Desiree. Desiree. Desiree has been fucking scary. Lately, well, I mean, she has been going to the gun range. She's been playing with knives. 
she's has this new obsession with James Franco. Anyways, um, so quick update, that page, that fan page still has me blocked, which by the way, I think James Franco is friends with Mark Zuckerberg because again, I worked in tech and the level of blocking that they did to me is insane. They blocked my entire IP address and every time I go to like a new IP address, they figure it out and block that too. It's insane, man. Absolutely insane. But what I don't understand is like, I apologize and I don't yeah, think Yeah, I she- haven't gotten to the bottom of what I don't even understand about. I don't even understand it I, I don't quite know what the position There's, being taken is I would say no she's definitely on his side okay. but in a weird way is also antagonizing him okay well I kind of relate yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what we did to her <laughs> well I mean I feel like what's what she did to me too remember yes. she specifically yeah. took my side <laughs> after antagonizing me (laughs) but then continued to antagonize you um oh i'll just uh put in a recommendation the cola scola show oh mary oh wait did you already see it yeah i saw it opening Uh, night i took i took brian for christmas oh okay um should i is it like okay enough for me to bring una to it yeah i mean it is sexual oh it's sexual yes all right then i will do that yeah it's um i had a really really great time and the the um the playbill is so funny it's just a, a cardboard but everything is because it's about mary todd lincoln i thought it was a one mary show um, there's other people yes it's, oh. a, it's actually plays kind of like a sitcom especially at first it feels okay. like a 70s sitcom about mary todd lincoln <laughs> being an alcoholic you know while abraham lincoln is fighting his gay demons um and losing <laughs> and uh but all of the all of the characters there's mary todd lincoln mary chaperone uh mary's mary's husband's assistant mary's husband is abraham lincoln is <laughs> fourth build and then mary's teacher uh who's john wilkes booth <laughs> <laughs> teacher yes uh abe lincoln brings in john wilkes booth to 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 give mary acting lessons to get him to get her off his just out of his business because she has nothing to do and she's constantly complaining all day long. And there's like a really big laugh in like the second or third scene that really takes it over the top and it stays there. You oh, know? cool. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. I recommend it. I wish I had someone to go with. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, maybe some tickets will come along. I can buy my own ticket. Okay. <laughs> I just, I guess I will go alone. Fine, I'll go alone. I'm um, cool. <laughs> you don't have to go alone. Invite Elizabeth. Oh, right. Yeah. Maybe she'll like, yeah, she'll, she'll will, like it. would like it. They, he went already. Brian Montopoli hasn't gone yet. So he's probably going to go with his husband. Okay. But it could be three of you. I don't want to do that. I feel oh. like I'm constantly, every time I'm That's going not, somewhere now, I'm like a third wheel or fifth but wheel. There's no such, th- in my opinion, there's no such thing as that. When you it's know? all couples and then you're just the person that's not in the couple. Just personally speaking, I never look at somebody who, because Brian and I are often hanging out with one other person. It's the two of us and one other person. And I never think of them as the third wheel. Okay. I mean, like, what are we, like, it's not like we're like, we have to like go fuck or something. You know what I mean? We've been together for seven and a half years. The third wheel is like, oh, like, please divert my attention from him. Okay. Thank you so much uh, for listening or watching. Yeah. Either or. I apologize or for the the sound issues from, 
I apologize for having no sound in the beginning. Um, I pr I'll try to not let it happen again. I can't promise it won't. You know? Hey, yeah. Patreon.com slash pot psychology. But if you're watching this, you know that. You know that. Bonuses. And uh, bonus is just more of the same. And Wawoo is more of the same, but a little bit different because we're watching something like for, you know, to watch. Yeah, you can listen it's to it. Th that's the topic of conversation. You can Although listen I will to us say, talk about watching. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. And maybe one day you can watch us watch. You can watch us talk, but not yet for Wawoo.
Okay. All right. Whatever. Bye.